without that, it's going to be almost impossible because you're going to have so much negativity around you because the people that are giving you the advice have never been where you're trying to go. So that's what I would tell you. It's one of the hardest things to do because you got to separate business and pleasure. And a lot of the people that people surround themselves with, again, have never been where they're trying to go. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we're speaking with Chris Kemak. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Theo. How are you doing? I am doing well, too. Thanks for asking, and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. A little bit about Chris. So he is a full-time account manager and has two years of real estate experience. He has done 75 flips and wholesale deals and has amassed a portfolio of 47 rentals. He is based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and his website is Kamak, C-A-M-M-A-C-K, estates.com. So Chris, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Absolutely. So I took the bull by his horns a little over two years ago. It was two years in December. Didn't know where I was going to get started or how I was going to get started, to be honest with you. And before jumping into real estate, I had a, a entrepreneur background. I actually grew up in a family business where we did residential security. So I had an idea of what it was like to be an entrepreneur. But one thing that I noticed growing up is my family struggled to scale the business. So I looked at it as it was a Kmart or Sears mentality where you have the market cornered, you got an opportunity to grow, but then you'll have an Amazon come in and take a lot of the market share. And I knew if I ever had an opportunity to be an entrepreneur, I didn't want to do that. And I wanted to capitalize on my opportunity. So I started a couple of companies when I was in college, had a lot of success, but knew in order for me to be able to grow, I needed to get into the corporate world to really understand systems, understand how they scaled the business. And ultimately I wanted to grow my cash myself. So I did that. I had an opportunity to go work for GE Healthcare, started off there. It was a dream job. If I had to work a corporate job, I wanted to be something that was going to be sustainable and also would bring in a lot of cash. So I was truly blessed by the opportunity. Fast forward, I was living in Milwaukee at the time and, and transitioned back to Indiana once my wife was pregnant. So we came back to Indiana and had an opportunity to come work for another great Fortune 500 company where I'm now running the Northern region as an AM handling a lot of million dollar accounts where I was able to really understand systems and the little things that were really necessarily necessary for me to be able to scale my personal business as an entrepreneur. Fast forward, I bought my first rental and it all spiraled out of control from there. That is very interesting. So I think that might've been the first time someone said it as directly as you did, which is I wanted to get a W2 job so that I could learn the systems and processes in order to apply those to your own personal, in this case, real estate business. Do you mind elaborating on that a little bit more? Yeah. There's a lot of things that people shy away from. They say, hey, you're losing your time when you're working a corporate job. It's not possible. There's no way you can do both. And I'm all about systems, right? So the more systems you have in place, the more successful I believe you can be. Because time is one thing that you can't get back, but with the right systems, you can capitalize on the time you have. And delegation is one of those things that I realize in corporate America, that's why they're so successful. So it's a top-down approach. You're getting things from your leader. And in order for them to be successful, you have to be successful. And then that's followed up by systems. So I was taking a lot of the systems that I was seeing working in corporate strategies and, and education. And when you have a team, 
it's all about empowering them, the mindsets and, and manifesting as well. So I was taking a lot of the skill sets that I was learning. And I was blessed that I've been really good at my corporate job where my leaders have always invested in me. So when I say that, I was getting the opportunity to go to a lot of trainings that were costing thousands of dollars. And instead of me just applying those skill sets into the corporate side, I would come back and implement that into my personal real estate business to be able to scale. So I'm just capitalizing on opportunities. Some people just take the wrong approach and they think that they're there to clock in and clock out and get a paycheck. I was there to get an education to better my skill set and then collect a check. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. It's funny. I used to work for a big corporation too. And I remember something similar where I would go to these crazy trainings and they had these very detailed systems for like basically everything. Mm-hmm. And I always brainstorm how to apply those to real estate. So I thank you so much for sharing that. So you've been doing this for two years now. So you're doing flips, wholesales, and then rentals. So Really quickly, can you walk us through what your overall business plan is? Yeah, my overall business plan is to always have the passive income. That's my rental income. We like to call that mailbox money. And so we always want to have that. And then I wanted to scale into rehab. So I did that as well, had a lot of success. And then I noticed that the market was really starting to get flooded with a lot of people having access to YouTube and other platforms. Social media makes it seem so obtainable, right? So you've got a lot of people that we're getting into the flipping side. So I said, man, I want to push myself and challenge myself again. Let's try something new. So now we are doing new construction rentals. And then also we are doing our first model home in a neighborhood. So just pushing ourselves to scale. The ultimate business plan is going to be, we're going to be a one-stop shop. So I want to have every type of real estate, whether that's commercial, multifamily, residential, but we're also wanting to build out residential spaces as well. So 
what we're currently working on is some larger projects, which I'm sure we'll get into that later. But we also went and got our general contractor's license. So when I said a one-stop shop, I want to touch the deal multiple times. I don't want to just own the property. I want to work on the property and I want to manage it. So that is our next 18-month goal is to make sure we have all three. We do have the construction arm now. The next one is to get the real estate side. And that starts with getting your real estate license. Then you have to hold a brokerage and then you can become a property manager. So I want to touch it again. I want to touch the deal multiple times and that's our overall goal. So those 47 rentals, are those all new construction rentals? They're not. I only have five new construction rentals. The rest of them were existing multifamily and single family residents. And I have a couple small commercial buildings as well. How did you get so many properties so fast? That's a really good question. I get that often. My first deal, I was blessed. I had a opportunity to do a seller's finance deal because I wasn't comfortable, didn't know what to expect. And he offered it. I thought it was a great opportunity. I had a lot of equity built up in that deal. Was able to then leverage that with the line and then scale from there. And then I went from one rental to two. Then I bought a small portfolio, which had a package of 10. And then I got an opportunity to do that once again. So that first year was just unbelievable. It happened so fast, to be honest with you, Theo, that I didn't have a time to reflect on it. It was just going. And before I knew it, I had 30 plus rentals in several months. And I'm like, oh, wow, this, this is possible. And then the market shift here in Fort Wayne. Everybody started to get onto the fact that you could buy rentals here relatively cheap. So that's when we decided, hey, we want to, again, differentiate ourselves and get into new construction. And that's why we went about that. Because that market barrier entry is a little bit different than it is for your traditional wholesale flips and rentals. Okay. So these deals were all funded by that line of credit or was there money out of pocket too? Money out of pocket as well. Yep. So money out of pocket, line of credit. And then we started going private money where you have a private lender and they'll start lending on deals. But what I did is I wanted a proof of concept first. So once I got the proof of concept, it was a lot easier to go to somebody and say, Hey, I can give you this rate of return if you want to invest in this particular project. So now it makes it a lot easier. It's a phone call and an email, but it wasn't always that way. I tell you. So before you did a private money lender, how much money did you invest out of your own pocket? And then where did um, that come from? Just work? Yeah, work in the corporate world. And as I said, my previous background as an entrepreneur, I had been able to make a good amount of cash. So I was able to fund that. And I would say ballpark, I probably came out of pocket about 200 grand before grand. I was able to start leveraging the banks and leveraging other entities to be able to scale the business faster. Trust me, I would have ran out of cash a lot faster and I would not have been able to scale to 47 rentals out of pocket. It'd be impossible. Yeah. So private lenders, walk us through that transition. Who are these people? Are they actually hard money lenders or is it like a passive investment syndication side? Is it a JV? What does that look like? Great question. So I've never used a hard money lender. Interest rates are just a little too high for anything that interests us. Typically, our investors are all over the place. We've got some school teachers. We've got doctors, attorneys, and and sports agents. I just picked up a retired individual where he had a lot of money parked in CDs where he couldn't get that rate of return that we're able to provide, which is typically 6 to 8%. Some people pay up to 10 with private money lenders. So we're able to give them such a great return compared to what they're getting in CDs and some of the other markets. Now, right now, stock market is crazy. So picking up private money lenders can be hard unless you have a rapport with them. But yes, that's typically how we do it. and, And then we give them a rate of return on that particular project. And then they go about their day and I go about mine. So if we end up keeping it in our portfolio, we'll refi the project out at that point, pay them off. And then if we need them for another project, we'll call them or email them and send them over the pitch deck and just let them know the details within the project. 
And of all of your private lenders, what's the main way you're actually finding these people? You'd be surprised on the amount of opportunities that you would have. Sometimes just traveling. Right? So I spent a lot of time on an airplane and I would fly coach. And this is just a little thing, Theo. I would fly coach all the time because I'm a penny pincher, right? No matter how successful I've been, I still like to save money. So what I realized is, hey, maybe I should start paying for those first class fights because the conversation would change. So I've actually found one of my private money lenders that way. Another way is proof of concept. So letting your work speak for itself. I've had a, a private money lender approach me. He wasn't a private money lender at the time, but because of the project that I did in his neighborhood, loved what I did there. It opened up the conversation. And I would tell you, it's all about how you start that conversation. So when they ask me, hey, Chris, what do you do? I actually use other people's money to invest in real estate. What do you mean other people's money? And that opens up the opportunity for you to explain how they could utilize their money to invest in a deal such as the one that they are looking at. And they could grow their money. You're happy. And then you don't have to bring anything to the table. So I've been successful that way as well. And then also, I would say the biggest thing is networking events. Going to local meetups, you'd be surprised. Local auctions where you have to buy cash, such as share sales. Those are a good way to find investors that are willing to invest in your deals. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I've never heard that first class before. It's the first time on this show, I think. Um, Okay, so I mentioned that you're working on some bigger projects now. So uh, tell us about that. What do you have in the works? So actually, I'm going through a rezoning right now. R3 is what they call it in Indiana, where you could do residential three. We're going to do a small community of duplexes. So it's going to be 12 duplexes, which is going to be 24 rentals. So excited about that. That's going to be really good. Great passive income. But I'm learning a lot. Again, pushing myself outside my limits. I didn't know anything about rentals at one time. Didn't know anything about flips. Didn't know anything about new development. Now I'm learning all the things that go into putting in a subdivision, a small subdivision, a large subdivision. So there's a lot more detail you really got to make sure that you pay attention to when it comes to this, because you got retention ponds, you got your sewers, you got to do your road, fire trucks got to be able to turn around. It's all the little things that you never pay attention to when you go into a neighborhood, but everything is thought out all the way down to the smallest detail. So that's one larger project we're working on. And another one is we have a piece of land where we own a city block, which I'll get into that probably a little bit later as well. And that property is supposed to be student housing. So we've already got the plans designed for it, but there's a little curveball we've been thrown on that project. So I'd be curious to see if it ends up going through or we end up selling it. So excited for that one. But those are two large projects that are going to be over $5 million each to develop and and create, but the income and legacy that will be behind those projects will be absolutely awesome. All right, Chris, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? (laughs) It's a great question. What I would tell you is don't give up. That'd be the first thing. And the second is don't listen to the outsider. So a lot of people are going to tell you, no, a lot of people told me, no, it's not a great idea. Too good to be true. So on and so forth. And what you need to do is surround yourself with like-minded people. So you have to surround yourself with people that are trying to get to where you're trying to go or have been where you're trying to go. Without that, it's going to be almost impossible because you're going to have so much negativity around you because the people that are giving you the advice have never been where you're trying to go. So that's what I would tell you. It's one of the hardest things to do because you got to separate business and pleasure. And a lot of the people that people surround themselves with again, have never been where they're trying to go. So I would push you to start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable so you can have the opportunity to grow. All right, Chris, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? (laughs) Absolutely. Let's go for it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. 
Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Okay, Chris, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Wow. I would say it's all in your head. That book right there, it helped change my entire mindset. It's absolutely amazing. I think everybody should get it. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I probably would start something else in real estate. That would be the first thing. It would probably be something surrounding it that I know you would always need, whether that's a flooring company or some type of trade. That probably would be my focus or something around my passion, which is cars. I love cars. Everyone knows I love to buy and trade cars. So it would probably be something in the exotic car world, maybe an exotic car dealership or exotic car rental, something along those lines. What's your favorite car? Probably a Rolls Royce. I'm a big Rolls Royce fan. Tell us about a time that you lost money on a deal. How much you lost and what lessons you learned. So I've never lost money on a deal. I've been extremely blessed. I would probably say the hardest thing or a deal that I, something that I've lost money on in real estate is the wholesaling side that we are currently starting. They always say it takes money to make money and the cost of doing business is extremely expensive the way that we're trying to scale that business because we're going after every part of it. So we're not just driving for dollars where we pay somebody to go out and drive for dollars. We got a VA, you got SMS that you're paying, you're buying leads. There's a lot of overhead. So we're still in the red on that part of the business. We just rolled it out 45 days ago. I do have a couple of deals under contract, which will put us in the green, but that is the only thing I've ever lost out on real estate, which is trying to open another sector of the business. And then on the flip side, tell us about the best ever deal you've done. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's the property I told you I'll probably end up speaking about again. It's that city block we bought downtown Fort Wayne. We bought it four months ago. And when we purchased it, again, this is why I say you have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Anybody that I ask that was not involved in real estate whatsoever told me don't touch the deal. Nobody's developed over there before. It doesn't make any sense. And my personality, I'm a risk taker, a calculated risk taker, but I'm one that I like to create the trend. I don't like to be a part of the trend. So I bought the land and then three months after we owned the land, we received an offer for three X the amount of money that we paid for the land for the land that everyone wow. told us not to buy. So yeah, we're working through that deal. That's why I said, I don't know if I will be able to see that legacy project through because it's kind of hard to turn that type of money down when I can go to the other side of town and still build that same project and 1031 exchange that money. So yeah, that's probably been my best deal thus far because I haven't even started turning dirt and I've got an offer like that on the table. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I love this part of the business. I've been able to meet some phenomenal people and I always tell all my employees and my team that we are providing somebody their most cherishable and safe haven that you typically ever own in your life, which is where you rest your head. So I like to do a turkey drive every year and provide turkeys and pies to all my tenants. So I hand deliver those personally and give them a handwritten card and let them know how appreciative I am for allowing me to provide you a safe home. So that's one way I like to give back. Also, one thing I started this year is around Christmas. I like to pay for somebody's rent, especially during the times we're having during COVID. Let me bless someone because I've been extremely blessed. So 
that's a tradition that we started last year and we will keep that going. And then last but not least, one thing that we're going to do that we have not done and we tried to do it this year, but we couldn't because of Jesse's schedule. Jesse Bates, Cincinnati Bengals safety is from Fort Wayne as well. And we're going to do a joint venture. Hopefully this year, we didn't get to it again because of COVID last year. We're going to do a turkey drive where we're going to be able to feed two, 300 families. And this is going to align with his non-for-profit where he helps single mothers as well. So looking forward to doing that and continue to give back to the community any way we can. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thanks for sharing that, Chris. Last question is, what's the best ever place to reach you? Yeah, easiest way to get a hold of me is social media. It's going to be my Instagram, which is Mr. Camac. So M-R.C-A-M-M-A-C-K. I like to answer everybody's message. So that's probably one of the easiest ways to get a hold of me. If not, just go to my website, send me an inquiry. My team will make sure I get it. Just make sure you put my name in the subject and I'll make sure I reach out to you. Wonderful, Chris. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and providing us with your best ever advice. I really liked how you let off talking about the benefits of working in the corporate world. A lot of people in real estate, in a sense, bash on the corporate world, the W-2 job and when to get out of it. And so it's nice to hear the other side of it. And I like your perspective. And as I mentioned, when you said it, I hadn't heard that before. So thank you for sharing that. That totally makes sense. Absolutely. Um, especially for people who can't really quit. It's just like, well, instead of just thinking about quitting all the time, just think of how you could capitalize on that time before you quit. You talked about your business plan and why you have that vision of having that one-stop shop of touching the deal multiple times. So you have those multiple revenue streams. We talked about how you create your portfolio of 47 rentals. And then we kind of dove into the private lenders. Your four ways for finding past investors. So thank you again for sharing that. And then lastly is your best ever advice, which is don't give up. Don't listen to the outsiders and make sure you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people, either people who are already at or far above where you want to be, or at the very least, people who want to be where you want to be. So again, Chris, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we sign off? No, I just want to tell you guys, it is possible. I'm a living proof that it is possible. I just want you to push and go after it. If there's any way that I possibly can help you, don't hesitate to reach out to me. A lot of the key elements to being successful in real estate are now in our online course, Key to Success course, which you can get on our website as well. So I look forward to seeing you guys inside of there or hearing from you on social media. So best of luck to you. God bless. I'll talk to you guys soon. Perfect, Chris. Well, thank you again for joining us. Best ever listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.